Hi guys, welcome to What's the Hazard? This is Doug Fletcher. Uh, this is a podcast for safety professionals, brought to you by safety professionals, and today is no exception. Um, we believe that safety is best done in cooperation with other people. Uh, there are no secrets, frankly, and uh, you know the, the fact of the matter is, I have never. I, this might be the profession where your your colleagues and and other and other safety professionals actually are interested in your success. You know, it might be the one profession where the people that you're that are not your immediate colleagues are actually interested in your success, which I love about this field. So uh, we've got a good show today. Uh, my guest today, I used to call him Cover, and then I used to call him Jim, and now I think I have to call him Mr. Cover. <laughs> Is that a true statement? Are you no, going by James I'm, I'm or Mr. So, Cover? I'm, I'm still Jim, and I go by other things, too. Okay, so. man. Uh, Jim Cover is the program manager for OSHA Consultation here in Nebraska. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I was really sincerely excited to hear that you got that job. Well, thank you. Appreciate uh, that. We're going to talk about OSHA Consultation uh, and their role in this safety thing and how, that, how they work with federal OSHA. I was a federal OSHA guy when Jim was, we were both just field grunt industrial <laughs> hygienists, hanging pumps Very and crossing true. paths back in the old days. Now he's a big shot, and uh, I'm unemployed. So, um, so um, I do have a few observations, Jim. I, I would love to have you contribute if you if anything comes to mind. But we uh, we are coming to you from Omaha, Nebraska. It is winter here in Nebraska, although we've got a pretty nice day today. Um, there are certain things about winter from a safety standpoint that we are typically concerned about. I think everybody is concerned about slips and falls. Uh, in the wintertime, you know, where we have snow and precipitation and freezing rain and stuff, everybody's out there throwing salt down. There is a lot of salt on the ground. Uh, we, we worry about temperature exposure, and so everybody's got a Carhartt jacket. Everybody's got, you know, thermals. I mean, we, we take pretty good care of that here in Nebraska. If you're used to working in the cold, you know, you understand that. The one thing that I think we sometimes forget about is carbon monoxide, right? I mean— Carbon monoxide is some insidious stuff, man. Silent killer. The silent killer. And uh, it comes to mind, I was at a client's facility a couple weeks ago. We were just doing a basic mock OSHA inspection, walking through the facility. We do that annually and just look around. Uh, the safety coordinator that I was with received a phone call that one of the employees was ill, not feeling too well. Uh, the symptoms included headache. Um, eye irritation, nausea, and the employee was now vomiting at this point in, in the in the restroom. And we're like, holy cow, what, what is going on? And mm -hmm. the activity was in an outbuilding, kind of off the main processing facility in a, in a small outbuilding. Uh, they were using a new product. And so we, we go through the data sheets quickly to see if there's anything alarming there. Nothing jumps out as being particularly hazardous about the, about the, the compounds they're using. So we go over to this this area with a four gas meter, of course, and walk in the door, and it starts alarming carbon monoxide. Man, I mean, and they had a they had an old gas furnace in there, and they had uh, propane forklifts. Oh, there you go, and no ventilation, basically. And um, we you know we evacuated all the employees that were in that area, um, but it's interesting. Carbon monoxide is not the first thing that comes to mind, and it probably should be. It probably should be. You know, I had it happen to me too. I mean, I, I actually investigated a, a state facility one time that managed to gas out probably four or five people. Is that right? Ended up in the hospital before they finally called for help. And oh, no kidding! And that we didn't look for that first either. Right. It's. It's. I mean, I think we should. Should have. So I guess the point of this is uh, pay attention to carbon monoxide. If you work 
in an area where you close the building up tight in the wintertime and you're running some type of combustion equipment indoors or, you're, you know, you've got a generator yep. or you've got forklifts or heaters or something. Yeah, if you've got a diesel or a propane forklift, you should be suspicious from day one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and so uh, just, just keep that in mind, everybody, you know, I mean, we should all be paying attention to that. Uh, my second comment is um, I was listening to some, I was listening to another podcast. I won't mention the name of it, of course. <laughs> Um, I, I, I tend to, you know, check up on the competition. Uh, they were talking about safety and, uh, the basic principles of safety and, and the speaker had said that safety is about building relationships, uh, relationships, trust, establishing trust, and then, you know, gaining buy-in from your employees. And I thought, you know, we spend a lot of time writing programs. We spend a lot of time documenting. That's kind of OSHA compels us to do those things. Uh, but in, in reality, man, um, getting out in the plant or getting out on the job site, establishing relationships with your employees, the people you're charged with protecting, gaining their trust and getting their buy-in is probably really the primary driver of a good safety program. And so um, I, I just thought that was a Fairly profound statement. Yeah, if you don't have buy-in, you don't really have anything much at all. Exactly, exactly. And if you don't, you're only going to get buy-in yeah. if the employees trust you. Yeah, you're not. You're talking to them, not at you know with them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You're not policing them. No, it never works. Never works. Exactly. So I just thought that was interesting. It so, um, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to minimize the importance of having good written programs and good documentation and those kind of things. But get out in the plant. Get out on the, to the job site, engage yeah. with your employees. and I, I always learn more from the employees than I ever did from the folks in the front no office. No doubt. Well, as, certainly as an inspector, as yeah. someone who's, you know, that's that's your source of information is uh, what's really going on here. I know what they've told me in the front <laughs> office, but, yeah, what's really going on here. So, Definitely. anyway. Definitely. Well, so let's talk about consultation, man. Right. Um, I'm, I think there is, much like OSHA, federal the enforcement side, I think there are still misconceptions about consultation. Quite a bit. Actually. I don't understand why everybody doesn't use consultation that qualifies for it. So can you give us a, just a little background on consultation? Well, and yeah, yeah. Consultation's essentially been around since OSHA's been around. Right. It was in the yeah, act, it right? In, it was pa- written they, into the act. They passed the act. There was a great consternation amongst small employers back then that they wouldn't have the resources to, you know, be able to comply with all the OSHA right. new regulations that were getting foisted upon right. them. So they actually put in a section where, uh, anybody that qualified as a small quote unquote employer, which for our purposes are 250 employees on site or 500 nationwide, okay. could essentially you know have consultation, interact with them at their job site, and you know so it's been our our consultation program has been in effect since 1975 here in Nebraska. Yeah, here in Nebraska, okay. and you know even to this day, X amount of what year, what 40 some years later, almost 50 probably by now. Uh, I still find people all the time that have no idea we exist. I do too, and it, it always floors me. But you know, it's not like we don't have a we don't have a Goodyear blimp flying around sure. for consultation on it, and right, you know, and and there's enough private consultants around that you know we're kind of competition for them a little yeah. bit. And I don't know, man. I, I remember when I was with OSHA though, when I was the compliance assistance guy, um, consultation was the only entity that we were allowed to endorse. Yep. I mean, we couldn't endorse third parties. We couldn't endorse councils or anything like that. 
but and consultation yeah. we endorse and we did yeah yeah i think frankly, that's still the case today so it just blows me away that more people don't avail themselves of that service it's a free service it is right? a free it's totally free service the only thing that would I mean i guess would cost is if we would find something that needed to be corrected where you know it would cost money to fix that that mm-hmm. item or specific instance so, but so yeah tell me about what is the agreement that you make well so when when, when you call us or call me and you want to participate with consultation um, essentially, you fill out a request. Uh, you know what? You know who you are, where you're at, your phone number, so we can call you and email. And the, the the agreement is, if we come out and we find something that is a quote unquote serious hazard, or worse, I guess mm-hmm. like we can go worse than that. Right. That you agree to fix it in a timely manner mm-hmm. that we both agree upon. Mm-hmm. Typically, you know that's 30 days or less after you get our report, right. which will show up on in your mailbox within a week to 10 days after we're on site. Right, right. So you're getting around 40, 45 days of fixed stuff. Okay. If there's something that takes longer than that, there we we can extend that. You neg- that's we, negotiable. Oh, that's negotiable. We just request it like anything that's simpler, mm-hmm. like I don't know, bad outlet. You don't have a cover mm-hmm. on an mm-hmm. electrical box or something. You fix those first before you ask for an extension for the bigger item. Right, right. So we got oh, those so, taken care yeah, of first. Good faith we, at yeah. Least so too. yeah, so we can we can move on to the bigger item. But mm-hmm. you know, and once you fix that, and you send back the the sheet to us saying, "Hey, Jim, we took care of this. You know, we we've fixed it." Mm-hmm. Then that's where our agreement. Well, we're we're done at that point. Mm-hmm. And you know, I should add that you know between the time we come on site. And start what we call our opening conference. And when you send that last abatement back to us, if OSHA does show up for a general scheduled visit, mm-hmm. you know they they have to back off until right. we're done. Now, and the, which there are a, some exceptions, you know, for for other like injuries, accidents, yeah, there are ex- complaints, the, the unprogrammed stuff. Yeah. But I think that's a tremendous benefit too. If you're engaged yeah. with consultation, man, yeah. you are excluded from those those for basic the, OSHA inspections for that time period. That's a great deal. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, that that, that that point alone, I think, should sell a lot of it. I, I would too. Bit. So, two fifty. 250 employees uh, at a location, mm-hmm. and then 500 nationwide, nationwide or company-wide, I guess. Well, it's nationwide because, okay. you know, with the, the whole global aspect of corporations. Oh, that's now, true. Come to find out if you have 500 in China but only 100 here domestically, we can still you can still yeah we can still you know play serve. play ball with each other. So what what all kind of stuff can you do for the employer? I mean, what what things the consultants be available to? Really, to the you know, sky's the limit to a certain extent. I mean, like we we have safety consultants just like OSHA does that they're going to come in and look for your run of the mill safety hazards. You know, machine guarding, electrical, um, exits, egress, mm-hmm. uh, flammable storage. You know, about mm-hmm. anything you can imagine. OSHA OSHA does, and we also have industrial hygienists just like OSHA does. That mm-hmm. kind of you know if we can. We can do noise surveys for you, so we can do full shift noise surveys. We can do welding samples, mm-hmm. silica sampling, which that's my big, a, yeah, big drum I'm beating on yep, here these days. Absolutely, um, you know, really any kind of chemical or dust or mm-hmm. particulate there is out there, we can sample for it. Um, and that that is also free. That's everything is free. Wow. Uncle Sam picks up bad news for me as a consultant. Well, Uncle Sam picks up the ticket for the sampling cost too. So the lab cost. So I mean that that right there can run two hundred dollars a lab sample for welding fumes anymore. So yeah, that entire metal profile that's expensive. Whereas if if you were doing it privately, you only get five or six elements back. But since Uncle Uncle Sugar's not tell all my secrets, man. But yeah, we 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 can do that. We can even do some rudimentary ergonomic assessments too. I mean, we don't have quote unquote an ergonomist on on site with us, but we, we do have some guys that have right. some knowledge, so we can Absolutely. do some general stuff. Oh, that's a big, so what kind of training do your guys get? We go to the exact same training courses that OSHA's 
inspectors go to. Mm-hmm. We are shoulder to shoulder with them in Chicago. We mm-hmm. get to learn all their little secrets and, mm-hmm. and uh, what they look for. And, um, you know, so the guy that comes in and does your OSHA inspection, we've been to the same class right. as he's been. Right. In and fact, so, in my experience, you guys actually get more training than we do. We have more that options. That was what I we can, we, can, we can go to off-site training, too, if we choose mm-hmm. to. If we can show good cause. Like, we can go to, uh, oh, I don't know, University of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Or uh, NIOSH, Kentucky, or NIOSH. Those. You know, anything that we can mm-hmm. justify, and we have the funds for it, we can go to those, too. Oh, that's but, fantastic. But so, yeah, we, the training we, is as good, if not better. You know, it used to be. I don't know if it still holds, but usually our guys had twice to three times the training that most of OSHA's co-shows did. Well, that's what I moment. experienced when I was a co-show, and I was going to class with well, you and the other yeah. guys in the in the consultation office, and I'm thinking, these guys are <laughs> much better trained than I was. Yeah. I hate to admit there that. There was a time, I think, we were going to like two and three classes a year. For I know it, and I we actually, were lucky actually, to get a class. Yeah, I actually ran out of classes to take out of <laughs> There was yeah. nothing left. Yeah, so I was looking at safety courses, and like, you're not a safety guy, you're an industrial hygienist, you can't go to those. Yeah, but, you know... More is better, I think. I, I always thought more so, information but, is know. always better. So, so what is the hangup then? I mean, are, there are people that are reluctant to call consul. Is it because OSHA is in the title of? Your- I think so. And that you know, we've kind of you know, we used to be, I and mean, we've had a number of names over the years. You know, sometimes we were called Seven C One because that was the mm-hmm. original paragraph of the OSHA Act that right. the, our thing was in. Then it was Twenty One D. I remember, and, and then it was OSHA consultation. And now we're on-site consultation because OSHA had bad connotations right, and scared everybody. But now I think it does. Yeah, but now I think they don't know who we are because it's on-site consultation for what? Yeah, that's so, a good point. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand why we all kind of went away from OSHA consultation, right. but I don't know if people know who we are now right. sometimes based on that. But I think that, and I think, you know, I think they think that we talk to OSHA. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the, that couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, we are, you know, it's codified. We cannot discuss right. with anyone, much less OSHA, mm-hmm. if somebody comes to us and wants to participate in the program, I can't discuss with OSHA if they call me mm-hmm. and say, hey, I, you're with XYZ Company. I hear you've been in there right. last week. What right. We never me? saw the lists of people no, that worked with no, consultation. No. That was never available to us. Yeah. I can tell you, in my experience, we were instructed not to ask for consultation reports as really? well. I mean, we were told you will not ask for consultation reports because some employers in their in their excitement to show you that they're oh, doing yeah. the right thing will just hand you the reports. And your guys' reports were so much more thorough than ours that it would be like... Uh, Hopefully that's know, still the case. I would imagine it is. You but, know, you know, I think, you know, you know, it's even to the point I'll make it aside here, like say, say we've... You or your company has participated with us, and that window is still open. Mm-hmm. We call it an open conference. Okay. So let's say OSHA stops in during that open conference and wants to conduct a general inspection at your facility, and you say, I am sorry, sir, but OSHA consultation or on-site consultation has been here, and we have an open conference. They that can, that OSHA COSHA will not call me to verify. Mm-hmm. What, what happens, and this is how far they take it, he'll make a phone call to the area director mm-hmm. or the AAD, whichever right. it happens to be. Right. They'll call Kansas City to whatever regional person they report to mm-hmm. in Kansas City on the OSHA compliance side, mm-hmm. they then walk across the hall to our person right. in the Kansas City office for a consultation. Then they'll call me, and then I'll, they'll say, Jim, does, do you have an open conference with this mm-hmm. company? And I'll say yes or no. Right. But we'll never, there's never no speak direct directly, contact. and there's no content. It's just either a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, we do have an open window. The, day, the, day, yeah, the, the daisy yeah. chain goes all the way back to the co mm-hmm. on site, and he says, thank you very much. We we'll, right. might see you later. We might not, and down the road he right. goes. And in fact, 
They might not. I mean, a general schedule, the, the way we used to do it, you would just go back into the pool, yeah. the randomized pool, and you may or may not be selected yeah. again. We just didn't sit on it necessarily and wait. So Yeah, and I don't think it would be really to their benefit to go back afterwards because we've, we've hit all right. the low-hanging fruit. Well, that's exactly all right. all the issues, hopefully. Right, that's it's, exactly it's right. It's going to kind of be a waste of resources. Yeah, no, but Exactly. So I, I, I have always been, I, I think I guess I understand why some people have been reluctant if they don't well, understand that relationship, but I, I know in our experience, yeah. uh, we would talk, you know, technical safety and health. We would talk industrial hygiene and things because we were colleagues, yeah. Oh, yeah, but we stuff, never yeah. talked about no, specific no cases. So I, I know people are reluctant, but even now as a consultant, I still encourage people to use consultation. Yeah. You know, and I, and I hear rumors, of, you know, here and there and other places, you know, that there are those that maybe consider themselves competitors with us. They're saying, oh, no, they talk to OSHA, don't trust them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And that's ridiculous. absolutely not true. It's not true at all. So, I mean, anybody, right. if anybody has any questions at all, you know, call, call me mm-hmm. or call one of my guys, and we can, you know, talk to them right. one-on-one and, and, and let you know, you know, you know allay your fears. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to turn you into OSHA. Well, I shouldn't. There is, there is a, a caveat, There is right? a caveat, and in, in, in Nebraska it has never happened in, since our inception. But say there was a serious hazard identified. And we all agreed it was a serious hazard. Mm-hmm. And the employer just decided that, you know what? I just don't feel like fixing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to fix it. So they're recalcitrant. They're, they're, they are, they, they, we're they, not taking yeah, care they, of it. They know about it. We've made them aware of it. Mm-hmm. They agreed to fix it. Mm-hmm. And now they're just saying, no. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Allegedly, there is a, supposedly there is a way that I could then go to say, well, after many, many beggings and pleadings sure. and letters and emails mm-hmm. that I could go to Kansas city and say, this person has refused, refused. To, to cooperate and fix this right. serious hazard. Right. And we have to go that route. I, I don't even know how I'd even start that process. That, it's never, <laughs> it's been never happened. We've, we've had one case once 25 years ago that got really close mm-hmm. and, and I, and, and I'll to put it in context, the guy had guy sandblasting, mm-hmm. you know, enveloped in silica dust mm-hmm. wearing, mm-hmm. Full face respirators, and he had, then they had taken upon themselves to cut holes in their respirators so they could smoke while they sure. were sandblasting. Oh yeah, I remember those days. That that that's a fairly obvious hazard, right? And fairly serious. And refused to fix that. Just it, he just he, didn't like the taste of it. Th- huh? th- I, I don't even know what the situation. He just threw, threw a complete fit. Mm-hmm. But you know, after many beggings and pleadings and letters back and forth, finally he's like. Okay, yeah, I'll just fix it. I mean, that, that's not that's not a hard fix, right? No, not at all. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, and no. I think we agreed to that. But so I, I do recall um, an employer at one point asking me, "Well, what if they find something that is a, a capital improvement?" So, for example, you go to uh, an old concrete grain elevator that doesn't have Class Two Division Two wiring, and we know that's an issue. I mean, it certainly needs to be addressed. I mean, obviously that's negotiable or or the abatement period is not going to be 30 days no, under those we circumstances. Would have to work, we would work with them on that. I mean, I mean we just, everybody wants the yeah. same thing, right? I mean, safe I, employees. It, so. they, they've kind of cut down on how many days I can extend stuff. I mean, not that there's a time, you know, a sheer mm-hmm. cutoff, mm-hmm. but I, like, say you don't have an eyewash station somewhere, I can't give you six months for an eyewash right, station. Right. But we know in years past, I can think of a couple, couple places where. It did go on six nine months mm-hmm. because they need to get yeah. a, they need to update a spray booth. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I mean, right. they they had a spray booth 
sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It was an area missing, where they were spraying. Yeah, it was anyway. just missing some components like fire suppression <laughs> right. or ventilation or <laughs> right. you know, electrical that uh-huh. wouldn't blow things up. Sure. So, you know, we had we had to work with them on that. Right. But, you know, it, we're, we are here to help the employers. That, that's our That's our mission. I mean, I... I I can't stress that enough that, you know, you're, you've paid the tax dollars already. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it's so, paid for. Yeah. We, so this doesn't right. cost you anything. Why not? It's not going to hurt you. Right. Why not sign up? Right. But I, I know, I but, but I know, but on the same topic, I can understand, you know, the, I'm with the government. I'm here to help you. Yeah. It is, it's a, it's a big pill to swallow sometimes. Well, this, so in this I, day and age, it oh, certainly gosh, is. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, and I would probably be the last one that I'd be a little, you know, paranoid myself if I was the general public and I sure. didn't know me. Yeah. And my guys, right. I'd be no like, yeah, this is too good to be true. How, What's how long have you been with consultation now, man? Consultation to 2001? Because you've been in, in regulatory compliance. Oh, for, you know, Before that, you were with NDEQ, yeah. I think. And, and I worked with uh, with the other program that Labor used to have, the workplace. The 757, yeah, the 757 program? Yeah, workplace pro- okay. program. So You've been I, doing a long time. Yeah, that, I actually started working for Labor in 96. Okay. So, well, that's when I went into OSHA. Yeah. So we, we you, so you quite a long time, man. Good for you. Yeah. Then DEQ, I think I started working as an intern in 93. Wow. So, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing to have that much government experience. No, but, that's a good thing, man. But I did. I, I actually worked for a living once upon a time. I used to farm, so, <laughs> so ranch a little bit. So I know. I know so where, that's 180 degrees different yeah, than being a, a safety bit, professional. A yeah, yeah. You can't. You know, can you get much more dangerous than a farmer? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe. maybe a logger or maybe. a fisherman. Maybe. Right. Yeah, is that the, on the list? But and so, what's the office look like now? What What are you guys? How many consultants do you guys have? And are, right. you, are you still? Do you still have some satellite offices out west? Well, or? we have North Platte, and we have a, a, a gentleman in Hastings. Okay, and it covers kind of the Grand Island Hastings area. Okay, and we have an industrial hygienist in North Platte that covers pretty much everything west of Grand Island. Oh, good. Uh, we have let's see here two two safeties here for the eastern side of the state, mm-hmm. an industrial hygienist mm-hmm. and myself. Good. So you're not still going on the field, are you? Uh, occasionally, do you? Once in a while, you know, I got to keep the skills you know, from <laughs> rusting up. So I know which end of a pump is which. Do you take you do like accompanied visits with your guys too to kind of yeah, train we, them on the process and stuff? You know, we have a pretty young crew, except for one exception right now. So most all mm-hmm. my guys, they, you know, until um, a couple of years ago, we're working in the private sector. Mm-hmm. Very good, man. So yeah, I, you were saying that you're really happy with your office. I right now. I, I couldn't be happier. I got good two industrial you. hygienists that actually actually have master's degrees in industrial hygiene. Oh my God, really? Yeah, which is unheard of. That is. Um, I've got. I didn't know that degree existed. It, well, not in Nebraska, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, it does. Uh, UNO has one now. You can get one through UNO. I didn't know that. Um, and I'm not sure all the, how the pathway that mm-hmm. goes, but. Very good. Um, and all the safety guys, you know, they actually have real world experience, you know, working mm-hmm. construction, working in factories. They've actually been there, done wow, that. that really helps too. Oh, tons. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I mean, I always worry about like, I always got, uh, made fun of one of my dad's friends when I would come home from college, like, hey, college boy. Of course. Well, coming back to the farm. Yeah, of course. So you mm-hmm. can't tell us anything that we don't already know, which right. is a mindset that may or may not be true. But mm-hmm. I always worry about that perception. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to come off being... So much of elitists are going to tell you how to run your operation. Mm-hmm. We want to work with you to improve your situation right. so your employees go home safe every right. night. Right, right, absolutely. I totally agree. So the reports themselves then, um, you're providing then uh, only serious things that have well, been identified? Or are you giving we'll, recommendations we, for we, best practices and stuff? Or what kind of information does the employer get from you? We will do, um, we'll cover serious hazards other than serious hazards. Okay. Hopefully no imminent dangers. Mm-hmm, I right. suppose there's a pathway for that, but typically if we do encounter right. that, we wait until they fix it and right. go for it or stop it or whatever, go forth from there. And then we make recommendations. You know, we, we're, we're not going to hold you legally or, you know, 
mm-hmm. expect you to fix them this way. We'll give you suggestions. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we get to see a lot of different things in a lot of different right. places, and maybe you can give you some ideas on how to fix it without, you know, having to take out a loan. Maybe we can do some <laughs> right. things where you have to do a lot of capital improvements. Right, no doubt. So you'll get a report from us. That'll, it'll, it's pretty basic. Like we met with you or so-and-so on this date. We covered these programs. We talked about this and that. We went over your 300 logs and your first report of injuries, um, compared you to your national averages for your SIC code or NAIC, NAIC code. I guess somewhere in the 2019 mm-hmm. NAIC code. Right. And, you know, then we'll make some suggestions on what we talked about, what we saw in the walkthrough. And then the other report will be a list of hazards, you know, big or small, however many we come up with. And, I, and you know, I should probably point out, too, that it, it, we kind of work for the, we're kind of like a private consultant. For, in, mm-hmm. in like, if you have us come on site, and we're on site for an hour, two hours, or we're walking through and we found 20 hazards, and you're feeling that, my gosh, I've bitten off more I can chew. Mm-hmm. You can stop the consultation at any point. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you, we take 10 steps to the door and you get cold feet, oh, and you want, you like, you, no, nah, you know I what, guys, I've thought, I've thought about this and I think I want to stop. Mm-hmm. And the agreement is, you know, we can't unsee something. Right. So anything that we've encountered up to that point, we have to put in the report. Okay. But anything, you know, you say we're done, we're done. Interesting. I I did not know that, And we can come back a year from then, and once you feel more comfortable, Mm -hmm. or we can, you know, we really will work with the employers. That's terrific. But, you know, that's the one thing I think gets overlooked, too, that we we can just shut it off. Mm -hmm. And it's happened. We used to have one gentleman uh, who shall remain nameless that (laughs) he would would sometimes get a little carried away, and he might have a 40, Mm 50-page, you know, list of items. Which just overwhelms that employer. It completely overwhelms them, and and we don't do that. You know, in fact, if it gets, like, Gets up to the like the numbers start kind of like we kind of end the suggestion, you know, Mr. Employer, Mrs. Employer, um, perhaps we have identified enough for the day. Mm-hmm. Would you want to call? So we start working point? on these, and then yeah, maybe we'll, maybe finish, we'll up. Maybe we finish up another year mm-hmm. from now or later. And I mean, on. some people utilize you guys every year, or we, we at least get on the list, don't they? Yeah, I mean, we have so we have several that we'll go out every year, year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. And the ones and, that understand yeah, the and, benefits and, and of the program, we kind of recommend that too. I mean, because I mean, like I don't know if yearly is necessary for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you haven't had a great program in the past with your safety and health program, to get to the point where you're comfortable with it, it might take us every year mm-hmm. for a while. And then after that, maybe you tune yeah. up every year and a half, two years, three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we, we don't really have a set rotation that we tell I, people. It's kind of I, their comfort level. I just found it interesting when I was out in the field with OSHA that there were a number of employers that were utilizing consultation regularly and then others who never had turned to consult- consultation. And it was obvious when you would go through yeah. as a compliance officer, you know, who was using, con- and I'm thinking, these guys are reaping the benefits of all of your tax dollars, yeah. and you are not, you know, you're just not getting anything from you it. You know, not, not to toot our horn, but I think it's one of the best kept secrets there are in, in the safety industry. I mean, I, mean I, I can't, you know, especially when we get Western Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess by definition, Western Nebraska around here is anything west of Lincoln, more right. than five miles usually. I think so too. But, you know, they just don't have the resources that mm-hmm. people around here do. It's just the, right. the, the, the depth of the population drops off mm-hmm. precipitously. I think we did, a, right. we figured out, I think one time if you figure out the weighting of the state population-wise, the middle line is like, I don't know, 84th Street in Lincoln or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and half the population, that's the mean. Yeah, that's the mean line. Yeah, half, yeah, the, half, half of them the west, that's west, and everybody else is wow. on that side of the line. I that is true, though. And, I, you know, I think probably OSHA and consultation yeah. both are kind of just a rumor out west yeah, sometimes. And, and then, you know, the, the westerners being, I guess, one, 
there is a little reticence in using government services when yeah. you don't know what they're all about. And, right. and we're slowly trying to change that. Right, no doubt. That's and there cool. might and there might have been some things in the past that might have soured that relationship <laughs> a little too. But we're we're trying to make, do whatever we can to help people get. You know, you paid the money, you might as well right. use it. Right. Get the no, benefits. I completely agree. Well, so do you guys still administer the Sharp program? Yes, is that still, still part Sharp, of the deal? Yep, the Safety and Health Achievement Recognition Program. Yeah. So we have uh, thirty six right now. Oh, nice. We should. We just, nice. we just got two in this year. One in Omaha. So I just I guess for people who don't know what that is. Uh, they're probably not familiar with probably OSHA not, VPP no. necessarily or no. SHARP. So SHARP is the the equivalent, basically, for the State Department of Labor Consultation Group. Uh, it's a recognition program. It's an achievement program, and it just exempts you from regularly scheduled OSHA inspections. Yeah, beautiful. And the one thing that I always thought SHARP had over VPP, and, and I'm a big proponent of VPP. I loved it. I was the facilitator of VPP here in Nebraska for a while. Um, but you work with the consultants during your sharp application to some degree, don't you? Yeah, we're we're involved from first day, right? Helping the employer get you know get get their 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 formal their program together. Yeah. Their you know get their policies where they need to be, getting their safety committees where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the, the 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 rule is, I guess, technically that as long as they have an injury rate that's below the national average for the full preceding calendar year. That makes them eligible okay. to participate. But you also have to have a lot of other things in place, too. Mm-hmm. There's a, oh, gosh, what is it, 43-item checklist that mm-hmm. we have to go through. Right. Uh, we call it the Form 33 uh, and other names amongst I'm sure ourselves. as you're doing it, right. But uh, it, it's a grading system, you know, based on, you know, zero, one, two, three. Zero means they have nothing that, you know, mm-hmm. one is something's there but not much. Two, it's mostly there. And three, it's all there. Mm-hmm. And we have to grade out each one of those with that that particular employer before they can receive sharp status. Nice. Okay. And then pretty thorough. It's pretty comprehensive. Very, very, it, you know, and that, that's the bad thing. I think there's a, there, there's a few misconceptions about where that somebody can just drop a request and they're boom, they're in it in sharp a yeah. week later. And it's, it's mm-hmm. more of a relationship mm-hmm. at that point, because we, I don't think anybody's gotten in without at least two or three visits from us. Mm-hmm. But get, that was, I, I just thought, you know, the, the VPP again is just, you know, you might be able to call Matt Gaines down in Kansas City and get some information about VPP, or you might be able to attend a VPP application workshop at your local, you know, at your yeah. local conference. But the OSHA folks don't come on site and help you. Yeah. So you're on your own you're on your with own. VPP. You're putting in an application, yep. and then you're subjecting yourself to a visit with with no previous <laughs> interaction, and that's a little yeah, and, and then, intimidating. You know, the VPP was uh, was from what I was always told, was was geared towards the larger employer. Sure. Right. And again, with us in consultation, we're geared towards the smaller employer. Mm-hmm. So hence, we we give them way more support than probably the larger company. Yeah, that's terrific. And, and that gives them a year exemption from year exemption. programmed OSHA inspections. And if, they, if, if, if we get them in shape to where we feel comfortable with them, we can go two-year. Oh, is that right? That's yeah. your discretion? It's as our the, discretion. As the, as the manager? Actually, we have, three, we have discretion to go three years, but we really we did that Rarely. for a while, and we kind of backed it off a little bit because right. there's always a little bit of drop-off, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like. It can. But two, but two years is a long time. It is. And then, you know, in every every like intervening period, like a year, we have a six-month uh, mm-hmm. you know, where we say, hey, how are you doing? Those, that, that, they, that, they give you some type of a report yeah, or a that, status update. It gives an interim report where, like, that, that grading sheet I told mm-hmm. you about, the 53-item thing, Anything that was identified as not being a, a scoring a perfect three, mm-hmm. what did you do to try and fix that? You're going to follow or, up, with or those up on that, yeah. and then, you know, and, and we're pretty, you know, 
easy to get along with. Mm -hmm. As long as you're making an effort, that's what we're looking for. Right. We're not looking for you to walk on water or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. be perfect. Right. Just that you're making the effort. Exactly. And, you know, they, so they send an interim report into us. Then the, when their renewal period comes around, is it a year or two years? Then we go out and do another renewal, which used to consist of the safety guy, one of the safety guys and me doing a walkthrough and mm -hmm. looking through everything, make sure everything was in order. And now it's the guy. Once in a while, I go on the one too, just for old times. Yeah, things. absolutely. I, I know these people well, for they years. Need to, they need yeah. to see you out. I mean, walking among the huddled masses oh, yeah, out there, yeah, the director know. shows up once in a while. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. Yes. You know, so you said you have 36 sites in Sharp right now. And we'll probably get another two in this coming year. Man, that's great. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. And, you know, the, our, 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 our big participant is... Uh, Haas Tire. Oh, nice. And Schooler Green and uh, yeah. or Co op. And there's many others. I can't, I can't make me list them all off. I probably mm -hmm. couldn't. But, you know, some of them we've had, I think there's a couple 20 year ones in mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I can remember some of those names even back when yeah, I was with so, with OSHA. They were they were already so, in Sharp. So, we, you know, we've, we've got a good group of folks that we've worked with for years. Mm -hmm. that Are they, you able to, do you, I mean, do you use them for mentoring or anything? Are the Sharp company, well, I mean, if they're a Sharp company, they are obviously. You know the best they're of the best. There. You know we have we don't really they don't it kind of I suppose they're 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 engaged in business they're trying mm -hmm. to make money so sure. they can stay in business. But what I have suggested the folks before is if you have questions about our program or if you want to do Sharp at some point in time, mm -hmm. I would encourage you to call one of these guys that are in yeah. Sharp. I mean, it, it's out there. You can find a list of Sharp companies out there. Right. And the, you know and this is the thing confidentiality. Ex I mean. It, they're not excluded from it. We don't talk about what goes on in inside their the doors, right? Right. But they're known as they're in a sharp. Absolutely, that's so. You know, if be. they have questions, you know, for sure, you know, mm -hmm. call them up and say, "Hey, what can you tell me about consultation?" Yeah, that's I don't a great think they'd idea. They'd have a problem with that if you, if your if your reticence goes to that point mm -hmm. where you want to verify through a third party that we're not going to get you. Mm -hmm. You know, go go for that. But you know, our confidentiality. You know, once we walk through the door, we can't discuss anything that goes on in your facility mm -hmm. with anybody. Right. It doesn't leave our shop right? and your report. I, I do think that's a great idea, though, man. I mean, as you said, all of that information is available. The participants in Sharp, mm -hmm. I should say, clarify, yeah. is, are available. Yeah. And uh, to call one of them and just get, get a feel for consultation yeah. and their experience, that's a great idea. I mean, and, and you know, they, they can walk you through it and explain what's going to happen. You mm -hmm. know, we have had a lot of turnover the last few years, but, I mean, the basic premise of the program hasn't changed. In fact, I think we've gotten to the point where we're – probably run as smoothly as we ever have right now. Good to hear. Yeah. Well, you got got rid of a lot of dead weight probably. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm I not. don't know about that. No, no, of course not. <laughs> not dead so, yet. so you mentioned something in the very beginning, LB 757. Uh, That's where I first came in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually I looked at that originally when I was, uh, I'd been with Terracon and I was oh, Terracon, looking yeah. at entering the government. Uh, I think before OSHA, you know, was hiring and I was I looked at 757. Uh, so LB 757, for those that aren't familiar, was a legislative bill here in Nebraska that this was many, many years ago, back in the 90s, I would imagine, that that basically drove uh, the requirement to have a safety committee and to have an injury reduction or injury prevention plan in your facility. It's kind of a work, kind of tied to work comp. Yeah. What are those rules still on the books? Uh, not, not really. Because the program itself is no longer yeah, funded. The or there's yeah, no... it's no longer in existence. There, there are like the safety committee things still on the books. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, injury prevention still on the books. So those okay. things are still there. But there's no one monitoring that. At no, this point. no one. It's not an active program currently. Okay, and because I, I know the safety committee thing. Obviously, I'm a 
I think everybody needs a safety committee. Yeah, that, we got we got ahead of that. That was you know, Rocha was trying to make that yeah. uh, uh, standard back mm-hmm. then, and Nebraska got out ahead of it mm-hmm. and figured, well, if, if you're going to make us do it, let's let's get this done the way we want to do it and right. get everybody on board. Well, then the federal end of it kind of fizzled out. It but, did right, but it's it's hand in glove with safety and health management. So I mean, if you if you don't have a safety committee, your safety and health management plan is not. Hundred percent. I agree. Uh, it's such a big part of it, man. And um, OSHA does not. Federal OSHA does not require a safety committee. No. People ask me periodically, where does that come from? And so I, re- you know, reference seven fifty seven. I just don't really know what the status is. But uh, yeah, it's kind of in limbo. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's there, but I mean, it's there, but nobody monitors it. Right. I, mean, I shouldn't say monitors it, but it's just not an active program. Right. So it, the rules are still there for the safety committee and the injury prevention program. But okay, you know. You know, one thing I should say, like safety committees, if you want to get in the sharp, you cannot get be in sharp if you don't have a safety committee. Okay, that's that's probably oh, that's part good. and parcel of yeah. it. So I mean, it's from there, the standpoint but, yeah. of employee involvement, I mean, that's probably the the yeah. cornerstone of employee involvement. Yeah. In a, well, you know, and people don't think they have a sa- an official safety committee. They probably have one. They just it's just not what they think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's involved at some point. Yeah, you just need to firm up those relationships, maybe, and and yeah. line some people up, and you know. In official capacity. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe, I think most people are doing it, as you said, in some capacity. It just doesn't hurt maybe. to formalize it a little bit. Actually, Jim Steele, I don't know what we talked about, Jimmy, earlier. He, you know, he talked about safety committees. He and uh, one of his colleagues, Abby from Airlight. And um, yeah, people really can get a lot of mileage out of a good safety committee. I think so because you know, like if you're a if you're a safety person and working on site, which I have not done by the way. So mm-hmm. I mean, I've always in this always capacity, been a I've government been, servant. Always been a government servant, so yeah. I, I can't you know can't fill those shoes too fully. But if you're if you're the corporate safety guy, you've got one set of eyes. Mm-hmm. If you have a safety committee, you have dozens now. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you can't be everywhere all the time. Yeah, and and so you're you're the people that work on the floor know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They know what's, they know what they're doing. They know their job. And probably they know their neighbor's job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So. That's interesting you say that. Um, you seem to be a re- fairly level-headed guy for uh, a full-time career government guy. Well, you know, aberrations <laughs> happen. <laughs> because um, I always, and, and you alluded to this earlier with some of your new people having come from industry, I think that is a tremendous benefit. It don't th- I don't think it happens very often. Mm-hmm. I don't think other states can always say that or even the... Right. Bush officers can say that too. Well, often. that's what I was going to get to, and uh, I think we established early on in this program, or well, not today, but this is not about bashing OSHA. I, you know, I love the OSHA guys, yeah. and I respect what they do, but I think there can be a problem when all you have known is enforcement, you know, regulatory yes. compliance. I think having worked outside of OSHA for a period of time, and I was always kind of an advocate of doing some kind of cross-training, you know, get the OSHA guys out into industry in a non-enforcement capacity just so they can see how it actually works Mm -hmm. rather than how we imagine it is supposed to work sometimes. Uh, And some of the guys in the office have had that experience. They've worked and they make really good compliance officers. Yeah, it makes a difference. I mean, if you've you've never gotten your hands dirty before doing a job, how do you fully know how that job works? Exactly. You know, because when I was was doing the industrial hygiene thing, you know, I didn't just go hide in the office after I hooked my pumps up, you know, because I'm nosy mm-hmm. and I'm chatty. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, some of these guys I've hooked pumps up, I, they still recognize me. And I come back through, you know, we know they're, we know each other's names. We say hi to each other, but mm-hmm. I'm like, so tell me how this works. Mm-hmm. Tell Absolutely. Me, I mean, cause I, I want to know. 
And you know they're like, yeah, sure. I'll walk oh, they through love it. to tell you. And, you I, you know, I, and I'd like to like, let me take over for you for a little bit. But I can't do that because <laughs> right. you know right. liability issues. But you know, you'd find out all kinds of things just by having a conversation. I agree. And talk because they they stand here eight hours a day doing this job. Right. I'm not. I'm right. here. I'm just here for a brief I'm, period. I'm of time. an observer. And I'm about to potentially impact their lives yeah. by yeah. making some recommendation. It's probably yeah. good to have a, a better yeah. understanding of like, what they're doing. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me what your fears are. What's mm-hmm. your What's your perception of it? How can I make your life better? Mm-hmm. That's what I was. You know, just or just you know, how does this work? I want to know mm-hmm. how this works. I don't you, think enough people do that. You are the perfect guest, man, because that brings me right back to what we talked about in the beginning: building relationships. Safety in, in, is so uh, contingent upon relationships. Even as a regulator or even as a consultant that comes in from outside, there is an opportunity to build relationships simply by engaging the employees, asking them. Yeah. I, I never, I shouldn't say that, rarely did I encounter an employee who wasn't thrilled that I was interested in what they did. I, I can't say 100%. I've had a couple guys tell, couple guys me tell you to piss off. off or yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, I, and, I, and I think... In one case in particular, he just didn't know what I was there for. Right. He, he was, thought he thought I was there to, uh, uh, I guess, castigate his boss and sure. get him in trouble. Sure. And I'm like, no, it was actually it was no referral. I'm like, no, dude, I'm here to get your boss out of trouble. Right. And I need you to participate because you're the help. guy. You're the guy that's at, you know was the is the issue. Yeah. And we, the, I had to call the boss, and of course it's like four o'clock in the morning. Right. So he was he was he was the boss was glad to get out of bed and explain to this employee, you know, participate, please do what yeah. he asks because yeah, he's here to sample to get get us to out help from us. under this. Exactly. Yeah. And once the employee found that out, he's like, well, I guess the boss says you're okay, you're okay. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let me prove it to you. Right. Right. But having said that, for the most part, they were very interested Every, in everybody, telling you about everybody. Their- I mean, it's it's you know, people are pretty proud of what they do typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should be absolutely. And they take pride in their work. Yep. And you know, a lot of times they don't get, it doesn't get recognized. Mm-hmm. So a little recognition, a little mm-hmm. word here and there, just a hey, how's, how's it going, goes a long ways a lot of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I you know I I work with a lot of safety managers, safety you know safety coordinators in different facilities, my clients' locations. I'm always thrilled when they will tell me about um, going out on the line and doing the jobs. You know, as you said, working shoulder to shoulder with the employees to try to get a better understanding of what the what the work really entails. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to sit there and criticize machine guarding or criticize something, but yeah. do the work or at least have some sense of what is really involved in doing the work. Exactly. Well, then, like I've told all my people, especially my new hires, I'm like, you know, in effect, we have one of the easiest jobs in the world. All we do is we show up, we parachute out of the sky one day, we show up at a doorstep. <laughs> right. And we find fault with whatever you're doing, sure. And then we disappear. Yeah. And we're the, we're we're the quote unquote experts. Mm-hmm. The folks that live there and work there every day, you know, they know. You know, we have, we have to work with them. We don't we don't make right. their lives miserable. Work with them. Exactly. Try to better their situation. And nobody usually knows their job better than the ones that are out there on the floor. Right. That that is an important lesson, man. And and you know, again, looking back on my OSHA experience, which I cherish uh, for the most part. Um, there are those occasions where it is you are quick to be overly critical of the way people are performing their work, and 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 sometimes the changes that you are requiring of them don't make their life better. You know, no. don't necessarily make it safer. So I I think we there just needs to be an element of consideration before we start. Yeah. You know, imposing things and on the people. the whole psychology of it too is like if, if somebody's dead set they're not going to do this, they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. As soon as you leave or you're out of sight, right. They're going to go back to doing it the way that was easier for them. Right. 
So right. we have to figure out a way to gain their no doubt, you know, and work with them and not you know not add them or against them. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's all part and parcel. So part of part of being a consultant then with the state, you've been in a lot of different places. I would imagine over the years. I, th- I think I added up when I put my uh, app in for the manager's job. I think I had over eleven hundred inspections. Is something that, like that right? Something like that. Wow. With three quarters of them having some type of sampling. No doubt. Out, so. Yeah, I, I was kind of impressed myself. I didn't realize it. Really <laughs> I had worked so hard. Yeah. yeah, no doubt, right? I, like, that looks I great. was almost certain I hadn't worked that hard <laughs> yeah. over all this. I'd done my best not yeah. to. That is amazing. I mean, I've done that same thing, and I'll bet my number was closer to 500. Well, I think, like, right, let's see. We that used, is amazing. I think we used to have to do, we did 50 a year for quite a while, and then we did, well, still about 50 a year. Mm-hmm. That's what you're asking your consultants yeah. to do? Uh, the safety guys do. The industrial some, hygienists take a little bit longer yeah, we have, sometimes. Yeah, so we have a lot more paperwork we have to herd. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. safety guys, I think they're running around 60 a year. Okay. And the industrial hygienists around 40. Okay. We usually beat those numbers typically. Yeah. But, you know, the last couple of years have been a little slow mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why exactly. Well, not after today, man. Hopefully not. You better get back to the phone right yeah, after Yeah, ho- uh, hopefully it's ringing off the hook right now. That'd be great. But so 1,100 sites. I think and that might be a lot. I think I think it was. I think it was. It was definitely over a thousand. That is incredible, man. Well, you know, from '96 to 2018, there's quite a. Yeah. If I throw my DEQ sites in there too, I guess mm-hmm. I can fluff that a little higher. Mm-hmm. No doubt. That's that's cool. I, that is one of the the greatest parts of the job, in my opinion. I, I have always relished the opportunity to see how things are made. I do too. You know, it is just fascinating to me. Well, I, I I'm, I'm just nosy by nature, I mm-hmm. guess. But I've always wondered, like, how how do they make bricks? I've got mm-hmm. to see that. I've got. To, you know, pretty much everything I've ever just wondered. Everything. Ever, everything I wondered how it gets made. I have kind of seen that at least some point. And some, it kind of changes your perspective on the world as you drive down yeah. the road. I've seen that. I've seen that. I know how they make that. I've, mm-hmm. That really now, is remarkable. Now, the food processing industry, that might be one of those things. Maybe, <laughs> right. maybe some, uh, you know, uh, uh, knowledge is not so much power there maybe sometimes. But. Oh, man. You know, that was interesting. When I left OSHA and started my own business, I made a few commitments to myself. One of them was I was never going to wear khakis again, uh, which I have actually done. I, well, I did have to wear a pair of khakis to like a wedding or something one time. But in six years, I've had on jeans or shorts almost every day. One of the other things that I said was I'm never going back into a meatpacking plant <laughs> because here in Nebraska, that is such a large part of OSHA's yeah. world. But they're some of my best clients. You know, I, have, I do a lot of food processing, and I actually – now that I'm not the enforcement guy yeah. and people actually share stuff with me. And that's an interesting part of consultation as yeah. well. Probably we could talk about, but I actually enjoy food processing. I used to hate it because, you know, as the OSHA guy, you were the enemy and you were not necessarily treated or well-respected and frankly, having a 800 people with sharp knives always made me a little nervous. And yeah, walking to your car might be a little exciting. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, you yeah, know, not after dark, but I'll bet as a consultant, they probably share things with with you that they certainly would not with an enforcement person. Some, sometimes, yeah. I mean, there's always that perception. Well, you're you're not from here, mm-hmm. and I think that that just alone by itself. But then, and then with the government to boot, so that you know, you know, the government's the government. You know, government no matter no government. matter no matter what color your badge is or what you're wearing, yeah, there's always that perception. But typically, you know, I, I always you know I I've, I've done some packing plants before and. I think the one case, though, I think the one that was probably the extreme case, one that I was working with a bunch of non-English speakers that day. Mm-hmm. So I had a translator. Mm-hmm. And they were doing this horribly loud project, and it was just nuts loud. This is, you know, 20 years ago. And when I came back at the end of the day to get my stuff, the translator, who's also their foreman, he's like, do those decimeters record their voices? 
And I'm like, no, <laughs> what they're no, saying. it's just, it's just sound levels only. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, don't tell them that. Uh-huh. They've been the quietest, worked the hardest I've ever worked <laughs> right. for today. So there's been no talking at all. Right. So don't Nobody's tell them that. Nobody's been bad mouthing yeah. me the entire yeah. day. So you know, that was one thing. Like, oh. Yeah, people do actually think that they do. So I've I've actually told my guys like whatever you do when you're doing noise asymmetry, explain that these do not record conversations. Right. I have had to have that conversation as well, man. I I you know I do a lot of noise symmetry and a lot of noise work, and and people are always under the impression that oh, you are. Uh, now now their phone is monitoring them. I don't have to. You well, exactly. Well, I always told them I said if I was really recording your voice, you wouldn't be able to see the device I'm using. Exactly. No doubt. It wouldn't be this you know two pound brick hanging on your. That's head. right. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, the, the hour is up, man. Um, it is. That went fast. That went incredibly fast. So do you have a take-home message, or do you want to just one last push for a consultation? Well, or? you know, I guess I feel like, you know, if you have any questions, concerns that you're not you're not happy with your safety program, mm-hmm. and you want somebody to come out and measure what you're at, please call us. Mm-hmm. It's not going to cost you anything. Mm-hmm. I think we're easy to get along with. That's been my experience. I think so. Uh, we've got knowledgeable staff. We're, you know, in the past, it's been fairly quick to get out to people. We're now, now we're kind of booked up a couple months right now. Okay. But, you know, fair, we're fairly well, it's time quick to get on the response. list. Yeah, it's, yeah. Times now, if you want to try and do this in the next six mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I have only had maybe one person who was not happy with their experience. And I don't think anything would have made them happy. Right. So, well, I can tell you when I was with OSHA, I had a lot of people that were not happy with the experience. So yeah, so it's kind of it's you're kinda, batting a lot better it, than I was. It's the other side of the coin, exactly. Entirely. So you know, if you have any questions, concerns, please call us. I mean, even if it's something that you're really worried about, mm-hmm. we don't talk to OSHA. Mm-hmm. It's just going to stay between us, and, and you can point. bounce it off us and see if we think it's a problem. Yeah, but you know, I I just want I want everybody to go home in the same condition they came in in the morning, maybe a little more tired. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes home with their fingers and a toes, more money. a little more money in their pocket, and yeah. you know, don't, don't make any unfortunate phone calls. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So, Jim, thank you for coming today. I know that you're a busy man. I appreciate it sincerely. I hope we can do it again. Whenever you maybe want Maybe in a, you know, a couple of months, let's come sure. back and we'll talk some industrial hygiene or something. That'd be kind of fun. Well, I might have to Tell get, some get, get some books back out and practice. <laughs> see, what, see if I remember any of that. You remember you remember. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. Um, keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you soon. A Parkville Media Production.